Welcome to the Public Health Reform Podcast, a place for people to discuss tackling public health challenges, reducing inequalities and creating a Scotland where everybody thrives. You're listening to the Public Health Reform Podcast with Carolyn Hughes. In this edition, we're going to be talking to Dr. Rachel McAdams, who has spent her career working in and around public health, both locally and nationally, and she currently leads on the development and enabling of widespread adoption of whole system working around Scotland's public health issues. So welcome, Rachel, or do you want to be called Dr. Dr. McAdams? Rachel, okay, great. So first of all, just get a little bit a background about yourself because I know you've been in the public health arena so can you give me a little bit about your your bona fides? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, I guess my contribution, my role in public mm. health and health improvement dates back to when I left academia after doing my PhD and started working in a voluntary capacity and in a paid capacity in the voluntary sector. Focused mostly on young people's health and well-being so yeah sexual health and relationships and and mental health and well-being and through there then I took up a role in a geographical health board and I worked on HIV prevention and health improvement in NHS Greater Glasgow and Clyde for about five years having a couple of different roles both both more firmly in kind of public health research but then also in important and implementing health improvement programs locally and then I joined uh, the National Agency Health Scotland in our research role as well as a, a public health intelligence advisor after that worked on a number of national policy areas really from alcohol through to the expansion of early learning and child care and child poverty. So what brought you to public health reform? I guess I, I was ready for a change and I was quite interested in I guess the ambition of reform and interested on how I could bring my experience of working across the system I guess across local and national public health and then also experience of working within and with local partnerships. So in Greater Glasgow and Clyde, worked a lot with the voluntary sector and local authority. And how could I bring that to bear to, to influence this bit of reform? When you say public health reform's ambition, let's go into that a bit, because I think sometimes people misunderstand the whole public health reform as like denigrating what had gone on in the past. In fact, it's not, but it's looking, in my mind, at at what's worked and, importantly, what wasn't working effectively. Mm -hmm. So what do you, in your role, see Mm -hmm. as the ambition of public health reform? Well, we obviously have the three asks of reform, but okay. I'd probably go back further than that and look to the public health review that was published in 2015 and what really the recommendations that come out of that. And so there were recommendations around the need to really strengthen public health's impact on improving population health and wellbeing and reducing inequalities. There was a clear call for a set of national public health priorities that would help to to garner all of our collaborative efforts and focus them you know and they were the six priorities they were the six priorities that were uh, co-produced are owned by everyone not just by public health it was also a recommendation that was about strengthening the local public health leadership Mm -hmm. to maximize the impact of public health is really the way i 
um, see that. We public health have got a really important contribution to make to, in particular, to local partnerships like community planning, um, to efforts that are focused on addressing the socio and economic conditions and structural conditions in which people live their lives. And there's a real role, leadership role there for uh, local directors of public health and their teams and um, health improvement managers as well in and around those local partnerships. Also to help maximise the impact of the public health workforce across the local and national workforce. Mm -hmm. So that came out really strongly in the public health review is that you know, we're missing a trick here. We're not getting the best out of this workforce, which is a you know a finite res- resource, and we're not having the impact that we could have because there's a lack of coordination and integration of our efforts. So that is kind of what brings us, I suppose, to whole system reform and whole mm-hmm. system working. So before this, can you give me an idea of what the system was before we're trying to change it? Well, I think that it was very varied, and it depended mm-hmm. where you were, and that's what we heard through the reform programme's engagement is, there are some great examples where local public health team are really in and around spaces like community planning, health and social care, alcohol drug partnerships, just as a couple of examples, where they their contribution is really welcome um, and valued and you know, evidence you know, really are making an impact. But that was quite inconsistent across Scotland. And so what reform is trying to do is to strengthen partnerships that are already there and to maximise the impact of the public health contribution in those spaces. So it's not that it's a huge structural change. Right. But what we're trying to do is strengthen and build on partnerships that are already in place. Um, the main change is... The contribution of the public health workforce. So what would that morph into in your ideal world of, you know, ideal vision of... Well, I think if, really it's going to be different in every place and that's, you know, it's really at the heart of um, some of the characteristics of the whole system approach is understanding that there is not a one-size-fits-all model. So what, going back, uh, not to interrupt, but what are the characteristics? So I guess but before I touch on the characteristics... Okay. It's maybe worth talking about where they've come from, sure. so people understand. So reform has really, through all aspects, of the three asks of reform, developing the public health priorities, informing the, the development of Public Health Scotland, and now this third reform ask, which is around strengthening the adoption of whole system approaches to deliver the public health priorities, it's really tried to engage quite extensively with all of our stakeholders locally and nationally to help co-produce um, those different elements of reform. And so when we were developing our thinking around what we mean by whole systems approach, it was both informed by this emerging body of, of literature and evidence on applying complex systems approaches to social challenges and to public health. And the ones I would probably point to that have been quite influential in that space are the work that the Health Foundation at a UK level, Public Health England and then colleagues in New Zealand and Australia have um, taken forward quite a bit of work focused on applying um, complex system approaches to public health challenges. We've drawn heavily on those but alongside that we engage quite extensively with partners across local partnerships so community planning partners, health and social care partners as well as well as just engaging with the voluntary sector and others. So we basically took the learning from both this review of the emerging literature yeah. and actually sense checking that with our partners in Scotland and asking questions like, well, if if this is what we were talking about when we talk about whole systems approaches, 
what is needed if we're not doing this already in Scotland what would it take for us yeah. to start demonstrating this is the way we're working and I think one of the messages that was clear from local partnerships in particular was that there are elements of this that are new but there are elements of it is that have been in existence or at least structures that have been in existence that have been trying to work in this way for a number of years so we're not starting from scratch we are building on quite strong foundations in some areas so what these set of characteristics are intended to do is offer I guess that challenge and an opportunity to reflect on how do we how do we go that step further and actually strengthen our, our impact as well so we've got a set of nine characteristics and a three-stage model which some of which will be very familiar to people so the three-stage model is really this cycle of how you think you can implement systems change which is very similar to quality improvement models as well um, so it will be familiar to people but it really is about embedding this continuous reflection and adaptation as we are, are seeking to improve outcomes for communities so that we're putting learning really at the heart of how we're collaborating to improve outcomes and, and embedding at the outset this time to really form this collective understanding of the challenge that you're trying to address um, engaging all partners across a local system in gaining that shared understanding and importantly also engaging and involving communities particularly those who experience the poorest outcomes because they will often have a unique view of how that system is experienced and lived. Mm -hmm. So it's really important that that voice is strengthened. You can find out more about that sort of three-stage cycle, which is beginning by getting that shared understanding of the challenge you're trying to address and the system that it lives within, and then uh, co-creating an action plan, which attempts to align actions across a partnership and then the third stage is really about having that space to learn and refine as you go as you're implementing so a robust monitor evaluation is really important to inform so what would that um, are there any kind of like earlier adoption so we can see that this actually even works yeah so i guess there's the work in england they have done um, some evaluation of embedding their whole systems obesity approach there there's evidence there of uh, impact in terms of how the, the types of actions that government partnerships were taken. Um, in Scotland, we're still in the developmental stage. And so what the next year or two is about is about implementing this as a way of working to support us to really try and understand what would it mean in practice if a partnership was demonstrating online with the, the characteristics of whole system. And then to use that to, to further understand what support my partnerships need to demonstrate impact, I guess, is, is this actually strengthening our collaborative endeavours around improving population health and to inform both the new national agency, Public Health Scotland, and to inform the local public health workforce and national public health policy in terms of how do we best create the conditions. Okay, so what are the characteristics? In terms of what is the whole system approach, so we've got a snappy or not so snappy short description so we'll take the snappy one (laughs) (laughs) this has been i guess we've borrowed and adapted from others who've been working in whole systems approaches of public health but what we've would describe as a whole system approach is an ongoing and flexible approach by a broad range of stakeholders to identify and understand current and emerging public health issues Mm. for your community and through collaboration and collective action deliver sustainable change and improve lives for the people of Scotland. So that's our, I guess, what we mean by whole systems working. But again, that's quite high level. So underpinning that then, we have 
co-developed, uh, co-produced a set of nine characteristics which helped to try and describe what this might actually mean in practice or go some way to describing. And they're intended to provide a bit of a challenge and an opportunity for reflection across existing partnerships. And I'll maybe just run through them, but there's more information on the reform website, obviously, about what they are. So we've got nine of them. Some of them may not seem that new, uh, will be fairly familiar, I imagine. So the first, I guess, is systems thinking. And this is the one that I think does stand out as being quite novel to a lot of those of us working in, in public health and really this characteristic is about recognising that public health outcomes are influenced by a complex and adaptive system of interacting factors and that to address because of that complexity we're going to require the action of many different partners across the system and so one way I guess of identifying those actions is by starting from this shared understanding of this complex system that you're yeah. trying to influence and redesign. And so there are a number of practices and tools that we might employ in public health that might help us to gain that shared understanding of this complex system and identify those points of leverage that we might be able to, to utilise to improve outcomes. The second is about embedding a learning culture and um, that's really about um, making sure that we are continually reflecting and learning and adapting as we are delivering these mm. um, programs of work. And importantly, that means that monitoring and evaluation is really central to these kind of collaborative efforts and that we need to make time to reflect on what that um, monitoring evaluation is, is generating for us and adapting our responses um, to that learning. The third is about the style of leadership that's required to to adopt whole systems approaches. And we talk about this kind of collaborative or collective leadership model that's needed. And that needs to be um, really is based on strong relationships across the system you're trying to influence. A commitment to drive and change over a much long period of time. Empowering leadership at all levels within your mm. organisations. And, and being really flexible and championing learning as much as from what doesn't work as from what does work and creating that I guess safety for people to learn to learn through failure as well as yes, through success and to talk about that and to really allow kind of work to happen across boundaries so allowing staff to work across organizational and professional boundaries. Other characteristics are really focused on the importance of people in place and so like other elements of public service reform, whole systems approaches in public health reform really champions the need to really involve our communities and those experiencing the worst outcomes in understanding the challenges that we're trying to address and the systems and the opportunities for taking action to, and to improve outcomes for communities and valuing that place really shapes local systems. And therefore, we need to be thinking about local context and not trying to impose one-size-fits-all models at a right. national level. And then other aspects of it are thinking about, well, how do we how do we embed and sustain this as a way of working? So we need to think about the most appropriate models of governance and resourcing for these types of collaborative ways of working. And how do we sustain collaboration over a long period of time? So thinking about shared outcomes is maybe uh, one mechanism for ensuring that partners across um, the local system are aligning their efforts and have the commitment and endorsement to sustain that collaboration over a much longer period of time. And importantly as well is that 
one of the principles of reform is about embedding creativity and innovation. Yes. So this yeah. is about driving improvement through exploring different ways of working or about improving how we currently make decisions and how we currently deliver services and actions. So the role of public health would be about driving that creativity and innovation and supporting that through the core skills and assets that public health can bring, such as data and intelligence and, and evidence and other transferable skills that the workforce can bring to different partnership spaces. That sounds amazing. And I'm curious, how did you develop the nine of them? I mean, what was the process behind that? So they're really drawn from emerging literature, or which has sought to, to characterise what we mean by systems change approaches or mm. complex systems approaches, or we talk about whole systems approaches in Scotland. So derived from the literature, also informed from the Christie Commission, yes. which flagged certain, I guess, principles for how public services should be operating in Scotland or in Scotland with a focus on integration, collaboration, community involvement and a strong focus on prevention and also informed by the review of health and social care which was published early last year I believe which similarly there were certain characteristics of what would really effective integration of health and social care look like and then also importantly for us through extensive engagement with Partnership, health and social care partnerships and community planning partnerships as part of public health reform to really begin to articulate when we are working really well and have an impact, what does that look like or what does it need to look like to achieve the ambitions of reform? I mean, it sounds very exciting. What would you say would be the timeline in an ideal world where we could see like the real benefits of whole system working? Public health is a long-term endeavour, and if you want to see impact on population health outcomes, particularly those that are you know those high-level ones that the public health priorities could be linked to, is you're really talking about a generation before you're going to see that kind of level of impact. Mm-hmm. But what we hope to, to identify over the next year is those shorter term, more immediate outcomes that we can demonstrate that we're on that journey towards that longer term change over the next 10 years. So we'll hopefully be generating some of that in the next year or two through working with a number of local partnerships or early adopters of this way of working who are up for really an accelerated implementation and testing of this approach. Um, so that's the, the plan for the next one to two years, is really working quite a, a focused way to accelerate adoption of a whole system approach in a smaller number of partnerships to share learning about, firstly, what does this mean in practice? Because it is quite conceptual. I you know, appreciate that. Um, and then what is the role of the public health workforce in supporting this way of working? And then what is that kind of early signs of impact are we starting to see? One of the things is that's interesting with reform is perhaps, although it definitely involves the public health workforce, it also takes a different look at the, who the public health workforce particularly is. It could be third sector, it could be private sector. So, I mean, when you're working with whole system reform, how do you engage those kinds of mm-hmm. different bodies? Well, I guess that's the challenge for local partnerships is depending on... The, the challenge that they're trying to, to address and their understanding of the system that's influencing that challenge that will begin to highlight the partners that they need to, to involve in the work. And so I guess we're still in the very early stages very. Of, of local partnerships beginning to explore that and do that developmental remains to be seen. But what we are starting with in Scotland is 
some really uh, long-standing structures, I guess, such as community planning or health and social care partnerships, which already bring together quite a large cross-section of key partners that already work at a locality level. So it's really about can to support their efforts, really, because that's where a lot of the public health work should be happening. So to start to wrap this up, where do you see if everything goes, we have Public Health Scotland now uh, going live April 1st, we're really promoting the public health priorities and uh, this whole system working is also very, very integral to that. Where would you see like the social inequalities, hopefully, that Scotland faces in like maybe five years? What would you like to see have happened? What we are working to reform is really 10 years. 10 so. years? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Because it, it to get where we are now has taken a long time and yes. so to reverse some of those trends is going to take quite a long time. So I think what reform is really trying to do is the, those long-term outcomes that we're working towards are improving the health and well-being of the entire population and reducing the health inequalities. And to see what I would probably in the shorter term would like to see is that we are be able to demonstrate within the next five years a strengthened contribution of public health locally and nationally to key partnership spaces like community planning, health and social care, so that we're beginning to demonstrate a shift in the types of actions that are maybe being taken, seeing evidence and data and intelligence and insights really supporting decisions that those partnerships are taking so that they're able to to best meet the needs of their communities. Well, thank you, Rachel. We really appreciate it and thank you for your great work with Public Health. If you'd like to find out more, search online for Public Health Reform Scotland with the website, Twitter, LinkedIn and YouTube accounts regularly updated.